Hello and welcome to The Square. I'm Emily Strain. Today we're going to be talking about hybrid workers, what motivates them, what makes them productive when they are in the workplace. There's a lot out there right now that's talking about hybrid work. And one of the things that we pride ourselves in at Corgan is not just talking about what we're seeing out there, but actually doing research on the people who are experiencing these types of workplaces. So we just recently completed a study focused 100% on hybrid workers. And today we're going to dig a little bit more into that study. Today we're excited to have Melissa with us. She is from our Hugo team and she was the lead researcher on this study. So thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was a really interesting study as we enter kind of this new era of work. Obviously, COVID was a catalyst for so much change, but it may be slower change than what we were expecting. So now we're really trying to understand how is it working for hybrid workers and what do they need in the future? Yeah, now that the dust is kind of settling, people are starting to get into the rhythm. What does hybrid work really mean? And when are people motivated and how are they productive? Mm-hmm. So we know that this was 100% hybrid workers mm-hmm. that we did this blind study on. But can you tell us a little bit more about the demographics behind the study? Who did we talk to? Absolutely. So we did a 1,000 participant survey from across the U.S., trying to get representation from a little bit of everywhere, big cities, small cities. Uh, and we wanted to make sure we also represented hybrid workers that are in the environment currently. So all of our different generations, different genders, at companies of different sizes. So we worked to make sure we had that representation to look at the data in new ways and see where we had other differences. And, you know, when I think about hybrid workers, you know, we tend to think of them as having maybe requirements for coming into the office, Mm -hmm. right? So two to three days a week or 60% of your time, every company kind of does it a little bit differently. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about these participants? Were they required to be in the office? Did they have a choice? What was that? Yeah. Our goal was just to make sure that we had people who were experiencing both the home and office work environment each week. So... For most, it ended up being 81%. It was what was required by policy by their company, whether that was you have to come in three days a week, you have to work these hours, that there was some requirement for your company on how you built your flexible policy. For the other 19%, it was all your own choice. Well, and you said have to, right? (laughs) Which I think sometimes when you think about hybrid workers, you know, it sort of falls into that category of like, I have to come in, my company is making me. Mm -hmm. Um, So tell me a little bit about with these participants, did they find value in the workplace? What kind of value did they have in the workplace? Or are they sort of being drug in? Yeah. Well, we were seeing even for those that were making choices themselves, our hybrid workers were typically coming in three to four days a week. 75% say that this new flexible work policy improves their well-being. So something we definitely want to see continue from the worker perspective. And when you say flexibility, do you mean flexibility of location, like between home and Mm -hmm. office, or flexibility of time? What do you mean with that? Yeah, most of our participants thought that flexible location and flexible hours were equally as important. But they were more satisfied with their company's willingness to let them work somewhere else versus different times of day. So it's still a little bit of a gap of what how it's functioning and what people want. Okay, interesting. But both are important. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we know that workplaces are good for relationships. What did this study find specifically that hybrid workers value from a workplace? So our hybrid workers feel that the in-person work environment has a lot of value, especially when we start talking about company culture. 76% say the 
in-person work environment has a positive impact on building that company culture. And that also branches to building strong relationships with your peers, which by research outside of ours, we know helps reduce stress, burnout, and even keeping you at your company longer. So those relationships and culture are key. And I think that that makes a ton of sense to me. You know, we've always found that design of a workplace is important to that company culture. Yeah. I'm also hearing from our clients that sometimes that culture, that social aspect can be a little bit distracting. So one of the insights that I believe you heard in this study was around productivity and how um, hybrid workers were viewing the workplace as being productive or not productive. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, like you said, there's definitely clear benefits of the social engagement of coming in. And that's why we see a lot of companies when we first came back from COVID saying, hey, we're going to throw a party or there's a big company wide event. And that was the draw (laughs) to come in. Um, And so that's how we kind of started this new phase. But now we're seeing a little bit of a transition. Mm -hmm. When we talked to leaders and the hybrid workforce, both felt that the in-person work environment was primarily a place for productivity Mm -hmm. versus social engagement. It's not that it's both. It's just what is it first and foremost, and then what is it secondary? So we're really seeing a shift to having to say this is a place to work and be productive. Yes, and so when you ask people if they felt productive in the workplace, what did they say, those hybrid workers? (laughs) Yep, so (laughs) we heard that 73% feel more productive when they're actually not at the office. So Uh. we have a little bit of a disconnect (laughs) of they think the office is for getting their work done, and they're not feeling like they currently are. So in addition to the feedback that we heard around the workplace being important for culture and building relationships, what else did we hear um, that was important in terms of things like motivation or productivity? Absolutely. So 76% of our survey respondents said they feel more motivated when they see others around them working. What's interesting... This is like me in Hawaii. (laughs) I'm so much more motivated when I can see those other people. Well, it's an interesting example because it's not just that it makes you work harder. Yeah. You get more value out of that. So you're placing more value on being seen and seeing others do work versus just doing it alone at home. Or if I do my bike at home, maybe I don't feel like it got as much as I went to class and I was top of the class. Yeah. Yeah. So we feel motivated when we're in Mm -hmm. But do we feel individually productive? Not so much. When we think about drivers of why people are coming to the office or working from home, getting that focus space Mm -hmm. um, and all those different affordances it needs is one of the lowest drivers for coming into the office. So let me make sure I understand what you're saying Mm -hmm. here. You're saying that out of a kind of set of different things, Mm -hmm. people ranked coming into the office for productivity very low, Mm -hmm. meaning they don't think that when they come into the office they're being productive. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. Why do you think that is? (laughs) Well, we definitely wanted to dive in deeper with hybrid workers about this to understand what, what were the environmental affordances that provide focus for them, whether that's at the office or at home. And what we heard was the top five things were quiet, which is tough to control at the office, proximity to necessary resources. So whether that's a printer or even just being able to ask your boss a question, Mm. having easier access to those things. 
The third was the ability to control the environment. So being able to open or close that window, turn down the temperature, or even get comfortable seating. You can have some control of what it looks and feels like. Third and fourth had to do with views. So whether that was views to outdoors and nature or having visual privacy, which to me is really interesting because during COVID, one thing we heard a lot was the exhaustion from or Zoom fatigue. Oh, yes. So the knowing eyes are on you all of the time. It, in this study, we're seeing that visual privacy is just as important for focus work in the office over acoustical privacy. So they care more about being seen than they care about being heard. That is fascinating. <laughs> and I think it's really in line with some things that we maybe were even hearing um, from clients prior to COVID, um, you know, kind of typical complaints that people might have had yeah. about the office. And when I think about those things, you know, that are available to people when they're working away from the office, there seems to be this big gap, right? Mm -hmm. So if I'm at home, I sort of have the ultimate privacy, right? I can completely control my environment mm -hmm. versus when you go into an office, it might be completely opposite. Absolutely. And like you said, this is something we saw before, so it's not a huge surprise. Yeah. But what's different now is when you get to choose, you're choosing for those things. Mm -hmm. So what it's doing is pulling people from the office where they want to be productive. They just require this list of things in order to do so and get that focus that they need. Yeah, absolutely. So that ability to be able to focus in an office and do that individual productive work, mm -hmm. have control over my environment is super important. And also being able to have that social aspect is also really important. So that's a fun challenge for designers. <laughs> you got to do everything all in one. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so when we talk about things like access to privacy, you mentioned the visual privacy being important. Are you telling me that every single person should have a private office and that's what we should do? Or how do you think we might balance that? I definitely don't think it means we need private offices for everybody. Okay. I think what it really means is we need variety of spaces and scalable spaces. So I can feel productive working by myself in an enclosed environment in a focus room. I might feel productive with my team and a team space where we can collaborate on something well together. Um, and so it's just having a little bit more variety and control over those different environmental affordances. A question that we are getting asked a lot here at Corgan from our clients and from building owners is what are things that are really attractive to hybrid workers, right? What kind of amenities can we put to motivate them to come to the building? That's a really great question. And we asked this in a couple of different ways because we proved our hypothesis correct that if you're willing to offer someone something, of course they're glad to take it. <laughs> you know, you'll give me that free lunch, happy to eat it. But there's a difference between how it predicts a user's satisfaction or if it's just, oh, that'd be nice to have, but it's not going to change whether or not I come into the office. Okay. So what were some of those things that were, you know, those must-be amenities that you found? Some are very similar to what we saw for focus of control over the environment. Um, but then you're also thinking of things of a reduced commute or streamlined access to the office, kind of these baseline needs, which is what we found really surprising of they're not being met. So am I understanding this right that 
fitness centers, healthcare clinics, those kinds of things are great and they're nice to have. Mm -hmm. But that's not necessarily what's going to motivate a hybrid worker to come to a space. Yes. They're nice to have, but there's a high degree of personal preference with those types of items. Maybe I like to go to the doctor near the office because I like to go on my lunch break. But maybe you like to go to the doctor's office near your kid's school because it's easier to pick them up, take them take them back to school. That makes a lot of sense to me. So what are the drivers for coming into the workplace? So if it's not a fitness center or an amazing coffee bar, what are the things that are really kind of pushing people to make the decision to come into an office? Yeah. We asked our hybrid workers to rank a series of drivers for us. Um, And the top five for coming into the office was access to office-wide technology, so resources you may not have at home, Mm -hmm. their personal desk setup, additional space, like I like to spread out yes. or I'm not confined to, you know, certain parts of my home where I might have to pack up quickly. Okay. You know, kind of stake your own real estate, uh, team meetings and just general office aesthetics. Mm-hmm. You like the design of the space and kind of change of environment. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So then the kind of opposite of that, what are the reasons why some people may be, or why these people that we studied are choosing to work from home? Unsurprisingly, reduced commute time is number one. What can you do? (laughs) Fix that for coming to the office. Um, They also like their personal desk setups at home. They like the ability to control their environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And they also like to be able to make sure that they can keep working, even if they feel sick, without putting others at risk at the office, which even though we're kind of in a post-COVID era, it's a good habit that we're kind of seeing continue on. Yeah, you can't cough anymore in the office. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Absolutely. But it is interesting, you know, some of those things we start being seeing as the same on both lists Mm -hmm. as drivers of coming in or staying at home, one being the personal desk setup. Um, And it's one thing that we kind of found interesting because we don't see as much discussion in our survey about working in like third places of I want to go to the coffee shop and set up for the day or I want to sit outside and work on my porch because the affordances of your environment are so important to be able to be productive and get your job done. So some people are preferring how they have it set up at home and some people prefer how it is at the office. And what you want to make sure to do is have both avail- or the same type of environment available in both places. Okay. That makes sense to me. Yeah. It's those double monitors, right? <laughs> it's like I cannot do anything without my double monitors. It's hard to switch habits day to day. It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. So if you were an employer mm-hmm and you were trying to motivate a hybrid workforce to come into the office, what are like the top three things that you would do to attract them and make them their most productive selves while they were at the workplace? So from this study, we'd probably recommend a couple of things. One, make it convenient. So can you get to the office in a quick manner? And that's not just the drive from home to the office, but where do you park and how easy is it to get from there to your desk? Second, we want to ensure that our hybrid workforce is getting that kind of leveling the gap we talked about between home and the office so that they can be productive in both locations. So those five things that we want for focus are really important to make sure they have access to at both locations. Okay. And then what about the people part of it? Like what should leaders be doing um, to encourage their employees to come to the workplace? You want to prioritize connecting people both socially and productively in space. So whether that is a fun team event, like a happy hour, or even just your team meetings to be productive. Let's say, hey, let's work on this deck together today. 
yeah. giving them both reasons to come in and engage with others. That's a good idea, too. So, so many times we'll see, you know, team meetings offer a hybrid option mm-hmm. so that you can call in or you can be in person. But from the research, I think it was in in the top five drivers that people come in, right? Isn't that what you said? Yep. Yeah. Team meetings is a big driver for yeah. coming in. It's part of that visibility piece of I want to be seen and see others. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Melissa, so much for being here today. We really appreciate all of this knowledge that is in your head about this study, and we can't wait to learn more in future episodes and blog posts and all of the great things. So we really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. We're really excited for this to come out. Thank you for watching this episode of The Square. If you'd like to learn more about Corgan's latest research on the hybrid workforce, you can check out the details below. Thanks. Thanks.